The hype is real. We're nearly here. I am so I'm so excited about the Nintendo Switch um, that I am spending more money every day in preparation for it. Like I'm I'm honestly thinking that by the time next week that this thing arrives, I will have like mm. just put a new room on my house in preparation for this thing to arrive. Like we're gonna get to all of the stuff that I'm buying <laughs> later on. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a real problem. <laughs> it's it's like I just keep it's like I'm nesting for it or something at this point. Like I'm just I'm so freaking excited for this thing. Have you built a shrine for it yet? I'm close. I'm like I'm one project that I have maybe for this weekend is to clear the space in which it will live, uh, which means that the Wii U will. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but that thing is not going to be around anymore, right? That the, the space in my gaming unit that I have in Mega Office, uh, which is currently for holding the Wii U, that is where the Switch will go. So that's something that I need to do too. I'm very excited. Yeah, that's. I'm trying not to think about it too much because I'm I'm sort of freaking out. Uh, just at the and I'm and I'm honestly freaking out at the thought of the hybrid Nintendo console, which is what I've always wanted. And I know that Nintendo is saying, "Oh, we want to replace the 3DS. It's not taking the the spot of the 3DS." But we we all know, I think, how it's gonna end. There. And basically, it's yeah. gonna be a replacement for. Everything because as we were seeing, uh, Nintendo is, they don't have any any problems with uh, indie developers putting up their 2D games on the eShop for the Switch. And honestly, it's kind of like the perfect platform, you know, uh, because it can be both a portable console and a home console. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, I'm really deeply excited about this, and I was really curious to 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 check out the the pre. Pre-reviews, yeah, previews. What is this? Right, pre-reviews? it's a, it's a strange uh, embargo approach. So today, uh, which is Thursday, uh, so uh, February twenty-three, ten days before the Switch is coming out, Nintendo allowed the press to publish uh, what some of them call them pre-review. Others have called them impressions or previews. Yeah, and unboxings as well. That like they can finally do unboxings. Uh, 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 screenshots of the interface, um, but these are not reviews. So, like these journalists were not allowed to have a final judgment or to have some kind of scoring system. Just some brief thoughts, and I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo actually established a, a, a word length limit. Uh, wouldn't be surprised. Surprising to me. Um, tomorrow, so on Friday, there's going to be uh, the first Zelda Breath of the Wild impressions. So I basically spent an hour uh, this afternoon reading through these impressions by Polygon, US Gamer, The Verge, and Kotaku. And um, there's some common themes that I, that, I, that I wanted to discuss with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, uh, a lot of reviewers agree that from a pure design perspective and build quality, the Switch console itself, so the screen, the tablet, is uh, very high quality. The dock... Um, feels a bit flimsy, a bit plasticky, like it's uh, not a lot of thought went into it, but it still holds the switch in place quite nicely. It doesn't, you know, when you when you raise the switch from the dock, it doesn't, you know, it, the dock doesn't go with it. It stays firm on the on any surface that you put the dock onto. Um, and also the interface, the UI, you know, from a UI design perspective, is very very clean, very um, minimalist, very very simple. Yeah, the, the the idea of the dock being the um, the cheapest feeling part makes sense to me. There's so much stuff that comes in the box. Uh, they have to cheap out on something. And this feels like maybe the piece you could do it. Because all it really is, really, is a stand, right? Like yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, a stand, stand with, the, with an HDMI pass-through, yeah. basically. <laughs> so... You know, I still remain very surprised that it comes with, and I ha- but happy that it comes with the Joy-Con grip. In the case that really, really feels like something that could have just been an add-on, but it's not the charging one, right? It's just the uh, because are there are like two kinds of grips? I, think. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the one that's in all of everybody's um, reviews and stuff today it has lights on it, and I'm assuming that those lights are battery indicators. I guess. I guess. Um, I also was surprised to read that um, the the AC adapter. Um, with a USB-C cable, uh, the cable is you know it's not separate from the from the adapt from the plug itself. 
So it's mm -hmm. not like you can unplug the cable and use it with the other gadgets. Uh, you gotta use it with the Switch. So it says the, the in the box, right? I'm just looking at Nintendo's website right now that there is a Joy-Con grip. So it might have lights on it, but it might not be the one that charges. Yeah. There is one yeah. that can you can that has a battery in it that will then charge them. Um, yep. But yeah, it still comes with that, which is still a surprise to me anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Um, so my, my plan with the USB-C cable is to buy a separate cable and uh, one of those new Anchor uh, USB-C batteries mm -hmm. uh, just to make sure. So when I'm in my car, I can plug the USB cable or when I'm on the go, I can just use the, the battery well, pack. You could use the battery packs you already have, just get an A to C. Cable. Yeah, but... Um, uh, my battery pack is quite old and ah, okay. I feel like it's time for something new anyway. Yeah, yeah so, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, but the, the, the common frustration with all of these articles today was with the left Joy-Con losing sync with the, <laughs> with the Switch console and basically um, like making games unplayable. I read about people uh, dying constantly in Zelda because they couldn't control Link properly because the left Joy-Con was out of sync. And this happened when the the Switch console was docked and the Joy-Cons were separate from the console. It didn't occur, especially if you go read uh, Kotaku's story by Steven Totilo. He's been, using this, he's been playing with the Switch in handheld mode, so as a portable console. Uh, and he didn't have these problems. But every other um, journalist who tried to play with the Switch in dock mode, so with the TV... Using the Joy-Cons, they reported these problems with uh, sync between the Switch unit and the Joy-Cons. That's quite a big problem, and uh, I assume it's going to get fixed with the day one patch that Nintendo's promised, which will also unlock the eShop and all of the other online functionality that we have for now. Uh, but it, it, it is strange to me, combined with this strange review embargo approach, and the, the fact that you're seeding journalists, so you're giving basically um i don't want to say malfunctioning unit but having a controller that doesn't sync properly it, it it is not a good thing to have and you know to give to the press because these people are working on reviews mm. and you know when you when you read someone who says i cannot play zelda because i keep dying when when i'm playing in dock mode you got to buy the pro controller i mean even if nintendo fixes it right uh for launch that's going to be a problem for the reviews. Well, the reviews are in a week. There's nothing to say they couldn't push an update until then. Hopefully. That's my hope, right? They're going to push an update. They're going to get it fixed because today, basically everyone is writing about the left Joy-Con. Uh, or at least you know. Nintendo can like come out and say it will be fixed. Shahid, what do you think about this, right? You've been on the other side. What does this type of issue sound like to you? And does this seem like something that you would expect with your not like experience that this would be fixed, this type of thing. Do you reckon Nintendo knew about it beforehand? They must have done. And they should have fixed it. And it would have been better for them to push the launch date out just to make sure that that didn't make the rounds. Because if there are a lot of people like yourselves listening out for these pre-reviews, as they're called, which is very odd in, in its own right, you know, because that usually <laughs> yeah. doesn't happen, then you are exactly the kind of super fans mm -hmm. that Nintendo has to make sure spreads the right message from the outset. Now, I hope it's just a software issue, a simple synchronization bug, something that they already know about, that they are working on debugging, and that it occurred very late in the day and too late to fix before the units went out because what would be really bad is if it's some kind of hardware issue with the communication chip inside the left controller because if that's the case and of course that's not good that's going to need some serious um a rear guard action so my guess is that they would never have let this happen had it been a hardware issue. And what I mean by that is I don't think they would have let the units go out had it actually been a hardware fault because a hardware fault would be extremely costly and slow to fix at this point. Because so, they'd have to replace them, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either that or a firmware update day one. So, you know, I, I doubt that it's something as bad as an out-and-out -out hardware fault because 
they would presumably use the same chip in both controllers, and you right. would not have um, different bugs in different controllers unless it was a software issue. Yeah, my my thought is that because each of them have different technology in them, it's not crazy to think that there might be like different software, different firmware that runs on left and right, and that something's just gone haywire somewhere, right? Because one of them has the NFC chip in, one of them doesn't, one of them has the shit. I think the left one is the one with the share button on it. So there might be, you know, that there's, there's clearly different things going on in each of the Joy-Cons. So it isn't surprising to me that only one of them has the problem. And because it is only one of them, it makes me hopeful that it's definitely that it yeah. would be software, right? Yeah, the, the, the functionality um, of the controllers themselves is going to be using the same circuitry. It's just there will be extra hardware lines for some mm. of this stuff. And as you say, some chips will be different, but they're not core to the actual playing experience. Uh, as, as far as I can tell from some of these pre-reviews, mm -hmm. it just seems to be a simple um, left controller drift thing. Um, I, I really do hope it is a software or a firmware issue. And if it is, then clearly they have a day one patch lined up and that's going to be sorted because you can't day one patch hardware. I very much doubt it's a hardware fault because I, I would have thought that they had all of that ironed out a long, long time ago. Yeah, because as well with the day one update, it's all of the online functionality. So none of the online functionality, it seems like is going to be tried or tested until the thing comes out. It's going to be kind of in test mode for a while, though, isn't it? I think so. And it's so. not really a full-on online experience. Yeah. It will be there, but I think it will be fairly empty. Yeah, I don't think that time. there are any games at launch that have online multiplayer. So, I mean, I think everybody just wanted to see what the eShop and stuff would look like. And also, you know, people want to know, like what are the actual and we're going to talk about some of the the eShop stuff in a little bit but like what are the actual functions of this but i think that this is really like with this this potential issue this potential bug here with the fact that like you know there's a day one patch that's going to unlock kind of pretty important console stuff i think that this is the other side of what i thought would result you know i i always thought that this console wouldn't come out in march right right because I didn't think that they had enough time to actually build the thing. This is the other side of that, which is that the console comes out and isn't finished. But as long as these things are fixable by day one patches, it doesn't make them different to any other console that's come out in the last couple of years, right? Everything's broken. They, this is just this is what video games are like now. It's not just video games either, is it? No. I mean, it's, it's all hardware. Mm -hmm. All hardware has issues, and it takes... A long time to really test these things properly and the only way you'd get a really proper test done is by having it in the hands of real players and mm -hmm. uh, real users i remember uh, a while back a very long while back getting a very expensive mac and the wi-fi wouldn't work for for like forever mm -hmm. with most of the routers out there and it took apple something like a year to fix that now that wasn't core but if a company the size and reputation of apple can make that kind of error and yet it's fixable through software you would imagine that something as integral as a controller with a company that knows its stuff as well as nintendo and it's not new to wireless controllers let's face it should be able to fix this in time other you know you're not going to be able to play these games in console mode otherwise and they can't have that no no I do want to ask you one quick question about this day one patch stuff, which is kind of, it's just like tangentially related, but do you think that game developers lean on this now? Hmm. Wow, you're asking me a really tough question. I know. It, it's, it's, not a, it's not a question of leaning on it so much as the reality of submission to, um, to platforms, especially ones who have let's try and think of a diplomatic word, as rigid a gatekeeping philosophy as <laughs> wow. Nintendo. Rigid's um, a great word. Yep. I'm, I'm glad. I'm trying to be careful yeah. because I love the guys to bits. You know, they, they know how much I love them, especially their um, mascot. Um, the, the difficulty is that these things take a long, long time. And during that time, during the submission process, things can emerge. 
there is a financial imperative to make some kind of return. And if they don't get the opportunity to fix it, well, what's the alternative? That buggy software goes out? Developers don't want that. And actually, platforms don't want that either. Yeah. And because of that, it's a useful thing. I think customers also have got used to this, that when they get something, they're going to have to apply a day one patch. So it has been a process of... I wouldn't call it education, just, you know, like it or lump it, basically. This is the way things are, customers. So so off you go. But, you know, this is going to get much, much harder to to get away with. I hope, this is up to Nintendo, really, it's going to get much, much harder to get away with in a new cartridge era where you really don't want um, patches. In fact, you can't afford to have large patches because you can't count on players having huge memory cards to store those patches there's only a certain amount of um system memory 32 gig yeah it's not a lot is it i mean you can you can be sure that nintendo will have pretty rigid guidelines on how big uh patches can be so that you don't clobber users with a heavy download and keep that core experience of a fast uh cartridge play but system updates you know, day one, I think everyone kind of expects that now. It's not nice, but, you know, lead times are so long and you can do so much with those lead times and money has to be made and all the investment that's gone into it. But Nintendo are in a, you know, very big hole financially. Let's face it, they created this impressive facility. What was it? 300 million plus to merge the console division and the portable division. And this is the real fruit of that collaboration. They've got to make a return. And I don't know when Nintendo's financial year end is, but yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised if it was end of March, beginning of April, so that they had to have units in the channels to be able to start recording a return so as not to upset their shareholders. Let's talk about that return. So uh, Nintendo president uh, Kimishima, he gave an interview to Time in which he said that Nintendo expect to ship 2 million units of the Switch in March, so just in the month of March, and that they will be increasing production afterwards because basically that's pretty much all of them. Um, They're expecting that they will sell out in March of all of the units available. Right now, you cannot pre-order a Nintendo Switch in most markets. Um, The pre-order stock is is out. You can't pre-order one in the UK. I don't think you can pre-order one in a lot of places in the US. Um, Some stores are going to have stock that you can go in and buy on day one. Um, I think I saw that GameStop will be getting some. Um, But they are are selling as many as they can make. Um, Something that Kimishima went on to say, which I find very interesting, um, we hope to see strong sales momentum like we saw in 2008 and 2009 for the Wii. Based on this experience, we've already started to think about how we should plan our production of Switch for 2017. Now, I hope that this statement uh, is based upon data, right, as opposed to hope. Um, You know, like I know they said that they hope, right, but I hope that that hope is actually there's data behind it. It could be very interesting, right? Like if, if Nintendo are even able to get close to what they're able to do with the Wii, the Switch is going to be a big success for the company. But I I am I was pleasantly surprised to see them come out and say that they expect to ship to ship at least two million in the month of March. I think I think that's pretty good, right? Seems like it's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, getting two million into the channel is quite an impressive feat. What will be much more impressive is if they get those two million into the hands of customers and they're not left with loads on the shelves because they hadn't made sure that the launch lineup was strong enough. Yeah, I guess that they 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 know what the pre-orders are like, right? And and I would hope that that has given them some boost. Um, you know, like this given them some some strength to think that they will that they're going to sell these well. But uh, yeah, I was I was at least happy to see that comment because I'm pleased to see confidence in them, 
you know, because I I hope that the confidence is founded. All right, we have a ton of other stuff that we found out today that's worth going over. But before we do, let me take a moment to thank Squarespace for their support of this week's show. You want to use the offer code insert coin at checkout to get 10% of your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create that website for your next idea. With a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more, Squarespace are there to give you all of the tools that you need to put your next idea online. Whether you're looking to create a blog, portfolio, or even an online store, Squarespace is the only one platform that lets you take care of just that. There's no patches that you need to worry about, nothing to install, no security upgrades needed, nothing. It's all taken care of, everything scaled beautifully behind the scenes and kept up to date by Squarespace's incredible engineers. They've got this covered. Squarespace have 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They have tools to allow you to easily grab a unique domain name and to take advantage of their beautiful templates to show off your great ideas. You have a WYSIWYG page building system. You can just drag and drop things around the page. You can choose front fonts from lists. You can easily change colors and do this all in the web browser so you're able to customize your website right in front of your very eyes exactly how it's going to be presented to your visitors. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month and you can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code insertcoin, that's all one word, I-N-S-E-R-T-C-O-I-N and you'll get 10% off your first purchase when you use that code as well showing your support for this show thank you to squarespace for sponsoring remaster this week squarespace make your next move make your next website so we talk about cartridges right and you know and and shayad you were talking about the fact that cartridges kind of we would hope that because the games are on cartridges there won't be huge like um updates right because the reason that that there are cartridges here is because it's nice and small and the system memory is low so everything's nice and hunky-dory but one thing that's come out today, which has been super funny to see games journalists talk in this way, because it's the same way that I've kind of felt about it in reading it, which is kind of funny, is that there are no install times. Yeah. <laughs> you don't put a game into the system and wait for 45 minutes for it to install, because it's ready. It's ready to go when you put the cartridge in. And, you know, Zelda is not a small game. They think that the, the eShop version is like a 16 gigabyte download. That's a big enough game, right? Like I have I have downloaded many console games of that size. Um, and they typically still, even when you download them from a, from the, 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 the PlayStation store or whatever, they still need install time. And uh, it's it's kind of hilarious now that we, we're going back to the world of cartridges, but it's actually making yeah. play more fun again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I guess it's especially impressive when you consider like this big open world of Zelda. Mm. You know, a, bi- a console game that you can play on your TV, but it actually fits on this tiny game card that doesn't require any kind of you know waiting because it you know it goes directly into the system. Uh, so I I I guess I understand like the surprise, um, not necessarily because of a of a portable console, but in you know playing on on the TV. Uh, you you are reminded of you know I guess going back to the days of the Nintendo 64 and the Super Nintendo you know when there was no install games and usually no loading times uh, just because you know flash storage is so much faster so much easier uh, to deal with with the, for the system than you know fetching from a disc or installing a download on a on a spinning hard drive so yeah uh, that's uh, that sounds beautiful to me you know <laughs> someone who grew up with the Game Boy and the DS and the you know the Super Nintendo and the 64 um, I'm 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 welcoming our uh, game card overlords again uh, I'm I'm really happy. Why can't other console makers put their games on cartridges? Like you know, well, go on, give me some because size I can't imagine is something right because you can get huge SD cards now. They're also expensive, I think. Mm. Yeah, this is the problem. They are very expensive. Um, If things go wrong, it's expensive to fix. Um, Discs are much quicker to produce, so the operational lead time is much shorter. So the time from submitting um, uh, a finished package for a game to release is much shorter. Having said that, recently, those times for creating... Um, game suitable for distribution on solid state media has been reduced significantly. So that advantage that discs used to enjoy 
and the inventory cost difference, they're both diminishing. Right. But having said that, discs are still much cheaper, particularly on PlayStation in terms of the, the Blu-ray um, size advantage that it has. Um, obviously not compared to the newest SD cards, but certainly in terms of other disc formats, it gave it quite an advantage in terms of price and ability to print those things in very, very short runs as well. That's the other thing. It's it's not just about how fast you can print them and how cheap they are to print, but you can do them in very, very short runs, you know, almost a just-in-time kind of system. And mm. that was actually one of the first advantages of PlayStation 1. The reason it, it got ahead so quickly was because it was able to massively reduce the inventory risk. And there will be significantly more inventory risk in cards as compared to discs for any publisher now i know there's the e-store but my guess is that cards because of the convenience and profile in retail are going to sell i would imagine conservatively 10 times more than the digital equivalents also the convenience is a massive advantage from a positioning perspective for for customers it, you have got that nostalgia factor, as you say. And one of the things I cannot stand um, is waiting. You know, we talked about this before, didn't we? Like, here we are, extremely busy people. We still love gaming. We've grown up and we still love gaming. We'd like to play, but our time is limited. Is it any wonder that you have a very large audience playing iOS games or Android games because they are much more immediate? You just open it up right. and get started yeah. yeah there's that's not an accident at all no and you know go, going back to your original question advantages and disadvantages it was just a case of disc was much much quicker to get into the shops you could print much smaller numbers it was cheaper and those are all still the case but the differences between cartridge um, particularly the format Nintendo have chosen, and discs is diminishing. And also the size advantage is going as well, you know, because originally, you remember back in those days, um, we were talking about discs being much bigger than an affordable card. Now, cards are dirt cheap. I mean, I know, you buy 128 gig SS, uh, sorry, not SSDs, SD cards for absolute peanuts. It's just crazy. And that's what, two and a quarter full-size Blu-ray discs, you know? And one of the one of the reasons they went that route, by the way, PlayStation and and uh, Xbox as well, um, was because the drives that they used were really slow. I mean, terribly, terribly, terribly slow. Embarrassingly slow. And the reason those games have got to be copied off of the, the Blu-ray or the DVD onto a hard drive, and the reason those hard drives had to be in place, particularly for this gen, is because you just can't play a game off a of Blu-ray because you can't grab the data quickly enough. Right. So the big advantage, as you well know, of having the game on a card is, and the reason that there is no install time is because clearly the read-write times from card are comparable to read-write times, and in fact... I would guess better. I haven't had a look at the specs, so I, I can't give you an accurate comparison. But my guess is that the the read times would be faster than uh, trying to do random access on any of the hard drives that are installed. Even if you've got a really fast hard drive, you know, it's still a spinning platter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even if the developer has heavily optimized their game, so they have one single pack file with all of the data that the game needs, all contiguously stored... It's still a problem. I mean, look at the one of the best developers in the world today at this is Naughty Dog. And you look at Uncharted 4. It, there, there are just no interruptions, no pauses. There's never a loading screen. You're going from one thing to the other continuously. But it still needs to be on a hard drive. They couldn't do that from a Blu-ray. It's simply not quick enough. So that's the other reason why Nintendo are finding it possible to do this mm. without having to specify that... Um, well, not specify, but I guess with a hardware requirement or limitation that games have to be installed on some kind of hmm. uh, either user memory or internal system memory. And here's something interesting that Nintendo is also apparently doing. Um, 
I saw a screenshot from the uh, the in- interface roundup uh, that someone did, and there's apparently an option to I think from Kotaku. I think there's an option that lets you distribute software updates to other users. Uh, there are playing in local wireless with the Switch with you. So I guess mm. Nintendo is going for the idea of, so let's get together, we're going to play Mario Kart. But two of us, uh, so we're a group of five, two of us don't have the latest version. So once one Switch console can provide software updates to other people so they can make sure they're all on the same version of a game without being, co- you know, having to connect to Wi-Fi. Um, I think that's an awesome idea. Uh, like, especially if you're getting together with some friends and you don't have a way to, you know, to connect to the in- internet because I don't know, you're at the beach or whatever. Um, it, it, it's a it's a good idea to simplify the process of, you know, playing together without having access to the to the web to download the software update. That is incredibly well thought out. I, I think so. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of the... A lot of this multiplayer stuff, it reminds me of the um, the vision that Nintendo had for this with a... Um, for example, with a Link cable, with the mm-hmm. GBA, or, mm-hmm. you know, many other consoles in the past. It just it seems so much easier now because there's Wi-Fi and because you can do this, you know, these, these fast exchanges of data between local consoles between with local wi-fi local communication you can you know move software updates you can you know stream these uh hd videos around i think this vision of the local multiplayer will be fully realized with the switch hopefully uh now i when it comes to multiplayer online uh now that's another topic and i and i honestly don't know what to think at this point mike i know that uh we got some news basically Mm -hmm. for the pricing yeah, there's been some, since the last time we spoke about this, there's been a few stories that are coming out as well as stuff that we've seen in the last day or two. Um, so the online service is going to cost less than $30 a year, which for me personally uh, negates any of the issues that I had about it previously. You know, like we were talking about like the fact that the the free uh, SNES game that's apparently going to come yeah, every yeah. month... Um, that was you were only going to get it for a month and it was going to go away. Well, if I'm paying such a small amount of $30, money, $30, it's okay. It's fine. Like if I'll I, I thought it. I was going to be giving them money every month, right? You know, like like all of the other uh, platforms and it was going to be in the region of like $10 a month or something. But less than $30 a year is is kind of incredible. I mean, and it seems like they're going for for a very basic route. Um so it you know, you you're getting Basic features, basic, you know, basic functionality from the multiplayer, especially, which probably isn't going to work very well initially. Um, And that, you know, like all of the chat functions and stuff via a smartphone app, which I think is fine anyway, but like that's that's what they're going to do there. Um, I think that they're doing a a good thing here and charging it so cheap that most people are going to be like, yeah, okay, like fine, $30, like I'll pay it and then we're all done. Um, and so I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing how this all this stuff's going to work. Um, I'm especially interested in seeing how they're going to be delivering us the SNES games, considering that there is no virtual console at launch, right? And Nintendo have confirmed this now. Yeah, um, this to is the so Verge, weird. So weird. With I the statement understand. as well saying that um, we will share more information <laughs> in the future. I mean, I'm sure you will at some point. I mean, I I would have assumed that, Nintendo. Thank you very much. Um, again, this is another thing to me that feels like they didn't have it ready. Like the, the, the yeah. virtual console yeah. is one of the things that has fallen because of a quick development time. I keep going back to the idea that uh, this is not fair to say because the Switch is actually launching in a week or so. Uh, but I keep going back to the idea that the real launch of the Switch will be this fall, this holiday season with the online service, with more games, with the eShop, you know, fully, uh, you know, with, with full of games, hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe with the virtual console. I, I feel like they're basically selling um, this console to early adopters, to super fans, as Shade calls them. Uh, but the real launch will be this holiday season with Mario and hopefully, you know, with the bundle, with the game, uh, with the price reduction. Would it be odd because it's it will be like six months already, even more. Uh, it will make sense. And, you know, the console is launching now, but I feel like 
for normal people, for most people, maybe, and even for us, in a way, the real launch will be will be sometime between October and December. Yeah. And right? I'm fine with that. Like, I'm not annoyed by these things, really, because Nintendo have not misled me. Like, yeah, that's they've true. been very yeah. upfront. I mean, to as much as they can be. I mean, the fact that there's no virtual console, but they they never really hinted that there would be. Right, and the the console's not out yet, and they're now sharing this statement. Right, so you've got more than enough time to change your plans if you want there to be a virtual console. But like, they had an event and they showed all the games that they were going to be putting out, and they're we're going to talk about this in a minute. There's a couple more games than there were initially, which is great. Um, but they're, they're, I, I think that this is like I always expected there to be some weird stuff about the Switch, but. It's it's an early access console. It really and is. I'm, and I'm absolutely fine with that because, as you say, they haven't misled anybody. They've been absolutely clear about everything. The only fly in the ointment so far seems to be the issue that's coming out regarding the controllers in yeah. some of the pre-reviews, which I'm reasonably confident is going to be fixed in that day one patch yeah, there's no too. way they're going to let it go out like that because no, they no, would no have way. tested the hardware right like they they would know they yeah. would have known yeah. surely someone must be playing zelda <laughs> <laughs> right right exactly they would have tested it in all configurations they're ruthless about this kind of thing yeah. you know they don't ship bad consoles no they don't <laughs> so you know i'm just kind of like these are these are things that are interesting but like it's this is just kind of where we are with it. Like, I'm disappointed there'll be no virtual console just because it would have opened up the amount of games that I would have had available to me. But I'm not... I don't feel like I've been misled by Nintendo mm. here. You know? Now, Mike, this is... Uh, the next question that I, that I have is something that might be a problem for you because you're buying, like, three Nintendo Switches. <laughs> um, so it is not clear yet uh, what's going to happen with digital downloads. So... Based on a leak from last week that turned out to be like a stolen Switch, really ugly story, um, it appears that you can re-download games uh, with your Nintendo uh, ID, your Nintendo account, but you cannot install the same downloaded purchase on multiple Switch consoles. So... I suppose there's going to be some form of account migration between one console and another. It's all very confusing. Nintendo is not saying anything. Uh, It's not clear whether you're limited to downloading the same game with your same account on just one console at a time, or if you can keep it on multiple consoles. Uh, Because I assume some people somewhere must be buying multiple Nintendo Switches. Maybe Mike is going to resell them, but I suppose some people will have multiple of these tablets around the house. And, you know, the the dream would be to have some kind of family sharing, like there's on iOS and I think on Android too, maybe, or to just let me log in with my Apple ID uh, or with my, in this case, Nintendo ID and let me re-download on as many devices as possible all of, th- all of the things that I previously bought. Because the assumption is, as long as I have my account, I can buy, you know, all of the hardware that I want. I'm giving you money for the hardware. Let me re-download the software. That's how it works on iOS. That's how it works on Android. And people were, you know, hoping that Nintendo would do the same for their next console because Nintendo has been notoriously bad, really, really bad at doing this... Uh, online account and digital downloads uh, situations being really bad. And so Nintendo has a chance to fix that, but with no word on the virtual console. So no word on previous purchases from the 3DS and the Wii U. Um, Because, you know, I got to say that there's some people who have bought like Super Mario World 10 times at this point. If you consider all of the iterations of the virtual console from the DS to the Wii, the Wii U and the various 3DSs, some people have bought the same virtual console game at least five times. So Nintendo had a chance to fix this with the Switch, but it's still not clear what's going to happen. So if I have a Nintendo account and if I buy Zelda from the eShop and if I want to have two Nintendo Switches, uh, can I put Zelda on the two consoles or just one at a time? That's the question. And Nintendo is not saying anything. So, Mike, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but, you know, 
not not sure if you're gonna have to buy multiple games in addition to multiple switches. Well, basically, you know. So yeah, I do still have multiple pre-orders. <laughs> Uh, and you're again, not cancelling them. You're I'll, not cancelling them. I'll get to that shortly when I talk about all the other things <laughs> oh, that I, I have on the way. Um, my feeling on this is I don't really think that I care about being able to buy a game once and then have it on multiple switches. Like that's yeah, because you don't have kids. Yeah. Yet. Well, but like it's just not a thing that that I'm that I currently fuss about too much. The thing that mm-hmm. I am really want it to be is that if I was to break it or lose it that I could download again and that seems like that's right that that is going to be possible right that you would reactivate your account on a new switch and then you can download your purchases that's that's what I care about most um it would be great if there is some kind of family sharing like that could still be a thing that is separate from these leaks right because these leaks might be just taking like your Nintendo eShop purchase history right but not necessarily your family's purchase history and th- mm. these are things that we don't know yet and unfortunately probably won't know until it's out right yeah but for me that's that's the thing that, that that I'm most focused on is like but I mean with three switches are you really going to lose it <laughs> even if you lose one it's you know who knows you have the back you have the backup Mike why don't you just buy multiple Zelda's too at this point it's like well but I'm sure I could use the same card on multiple right multiple switches so just, just one, one, you know one card for the sake of completion if you want to have three switches and three Zelda's you know exactly you could get the three editions, the limited and the master and the standard. Oh, there you go. What a, what a great idea. So <laughs> there's a couple of games that we didn't know about um, until the last couple of days that are going to be available at launch. One of them is Shovel Knight. Hours, really, not yeah, days. Yeah, hours. <laughs> uh, Shovel Knight. So, and it's two Shovel Knight games because yes. um, the, Shovel Knight has been kind of like it's been beefed up over the time and they've yeah. split it into different um, kind of games. <laughs> so like, it's all kind of confusing. Really. It is a bit confusing. Um, <laughs> but try and ignore it. Uh, just, just pay attention to the fact that there's going to be two new games. Uh, i tell you why I'm excited about this. Because I love Shovel Knight, but I've never completed Shovel Knight. Mm-hmm. There is more chance of me completing Shovel Knight when it will be maybe one of the only three games that I have for my console for a few months. <laughs> Um, it's like having a short to-do list you know you have three tasks and that's it you get to them (laughs) it's fine so but i'm really excited about this because um yacht club are a great developer they're very open they're very forward thinking and they have made a genuinely fantastic game and i'm very very excited and happy that nintendo and uh, Yacht Club were able to work together to make this happen in the time that they made it happen. I'm very sure that there has been some kind of expedited review thing going on here because it's like these games were already in development. You know, they've already been, they have a good relationship. They definitely have a good relationship with Nintendo. Remember they had an Amiibo, right? They're like one right. of the only third parties that made an Amiibo. They were the first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to see this happening. So that is going to be uh, one of the... So the, uh, 60% of the eShop right now is Shovel Knight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> or or at least like 30% if like, I don't know if Zelda and One Two Switch and stuff are going to be in there. I assume they will be. The difference between Spectre of Torment and Treasure Trove is Spectre is a DLC, whereas Treasure Trove is the full package, like the original game, the old DLC, and the new DLC, so all together. The first one, Spectre of Torment, costs $10. The full package costs $25. But you can still buy Spectre of Torment and play it separately. It's not DLC in the way that you have to have the original game, right? Yeah, right, right. I think so. It's like a DLC in the sense of it's an extension of the original game, but you can buy it separately. Um, and both are coming out on March 3rd on Nintendo Switch. And there's also going to be a bunch of updates on the other consoles where um, Shovel Knight is available basically everywhere but the iOS App Store. So Wii U, 3DS, PlayStation, whatever, Xbox mm-hmm. even, PC, you know, Vita. even Mac. If you, if you want to, the Vita, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to, Play on the Mac, uh, you can, even on the Amazon Fire TV, if you're one of those people. Man, they're releasing Spectre of Torment in April on the Vita with a physical release as well as digital. <laughs> I had no idea that was still happening. 
Well, you know, if only we had someone we could ask his things to. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it too much in case he leaves. Um, Amazon Fire TV as well, interesting. And, I mean, I'm what, sure Dan Moran will be happy to play Shovel Knight on, on the Amazon Fire TV, you know? Yeah, someone, someone's going to enjoy it. Someone Shall will. I tell you what I like about Shovel Knight? What, tell me. It's that it's been everywhere, right? right. Except the platform it's most suited to. I think that Switch will be the perfect platform for this game. Yeah, yeah I do too. I think so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big screen in your hands. Because it's been on the DS, but it the DS, unless you had the XL, which I've never had, it was too cramped. Yeah, It right. really does feel like this is going to be kind of perfect for it because it's like, it just fits, right? Yeah, I I'm, feel I'm like a lot a lot of these games will uh will um cause this reaction sort of like okay this is the perfect platform because even if you if you think about FIFA for example mm-hmm. I mean it's the full FIFA game but you can take it with, with you everywhere I mean yep. that's awesome And uh Shovel Knight is multiplayer now and you'll be able to use one Joy-Con each So one shovel better is and better. one one Joy-Con is the shovel and the other is the knight? I guess so. I, I don't think that's nice. how you break it down, but, but <laughs> we can go with that. Um, and also, like one thing that's interesting about this as well is um, Spectre of Torment, the, the DLC, it's going to be releasing like at least a month earlier on Switch than any other platform. It doesn't come out until April anywhere else. Nice. Nice. Very nice. So that Very is nice. cool. That is cool. And also a game called uh, Fast RMX, which I have what is never heard of. Fast RMX? Uh, it is a Wipeout-style racing game. All right. Um, I had a thought where I was like, this is a game that no one's ever heard of, but it's going to sell hundreds <laughs> of thousands of copies. Man, because what it's a strategy. one of the four <laughs> games. <laughs> That's always a way. That- it's like... Um, you remember Super Motherload at the launch of PS4? Oh, yes. Didn't yes. seem like that much of a game, but man, did I play the hell out of that game. <laughs> it's like, right. I think I have bought um, about 80% of the uh, v- of the uh, PSVR games. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. every couple of weeks I go and look at what's new. It's like, oh, here's a new one. I'll buy yeah. it, I guess, because I need something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to. <laughs> I gotta buy these games. Yeah, I mean, whoever came up with the idea of let's prepare a game for uh, the Switch launch, uh, congrats, because I think you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, that you maybe wouldn't have made. Right. Um, Nintendo have also said this week that there will be 60 indie eShop titles by the end of the year. I think you mean Nindy. Oh, titles. sorry. Yeah, I obviously misspoke. <laughs> I definitely meant to say Nindy. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, is that a thing? Uh, oh, it is, it is a thing. Have you never heard this? It is a thing. The Nindies. They call them the Nindies. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's better than the Nundies, right? <laughs> I guess so. Um, downloadable content for Zelda. What has happened to Nintendo? I don't know. I don't know. When, <laughs> when did they? When did they? I mean, I know they did this with uh, with Mario Kart as well, but it's um, it's it's really in- <laughs> also it's funny that they announced this before the game even came out. Uh, but there's going to be a season pass that will be available, like an expansion pass, uh, almost immediately. I think you can buy it on March 3rd, so it's immediately. Uh, where you get three treasure chests. That's kind of like your thank you for buying it in advance, I guess. One includes a shirt for Link to Wear, which has the Switch logo on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a real... It's a real promoter. Great one. And then you get two treasure chests, which uh, Nintendo class says in containing more useful items. (laughs) Uh, This is all very generic. (laughs) (laughs) It's all they've got. It's their biggest thing. They're going to have to monetize the hell out of it. And they should, right? I mean, why not? Um, Because then there is actual content later in the year. Um, There are two content packs. In the summer, there is something called the Cave of Trials Challenge, a new hard mode. And mm-hmm. new in-game map feature, whatever that means. <laughs> hopefully also new useful items. Yeah, yeah. hopefully more <laughs> useful items will arrive. Uh, but there's some stuff there. I mean, the, you know, the Cave of Trials Challenge, whatever it is, like it's something else to do in the summer. Hard mode is good for the people that they com- have completed it. Um, but then, you know, the real kind of meat and potatoes is in, over the holiday season. Uh, it's a second pack, which includes a new dungeon to explore yeah. and a new story set within the world of Hyrule. Uh, so, I think that's great. Nineteen ninety nine. That seems 
fair, I guess. Um, I'll probably just just get it so I don't have to think about it. And because you know, I really need that sweet, sweet Switch logo T-shirt for Link to wear, which I will one hundred percent wear because of just how ridiculous I have no way. I am completely confident that that will look. Um, so yeah, but I'm, I'm happy to see them doing more stuff like this. Uh, yeah, but this me too, isn't me too. this isn't the only thing for nin- for uh, Zelda fans to spend an incredible amount of money on, oh, maybe unnecessarily for less useful items. <laughs> hey, don't, don't say unnecessarily. It's it's very necessary. Oh yeah, how much more useful is the uh, limited edition that I'm sure you've ordered? I mean, have you? I did. And have you seen the box that it comes with? Have you have you seen the box, yeah, Mike? I've seen the box. Have you seen the size of it? <laughs> well, I don't care. Not, not, not a head. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a big box with the All sword right. inside, with the statue uh-huh. of the master sword, and the soundtrack, and the game, which in Europe has a different cover than the other standard editions for normal people. Great. Uh, the people who bought the limited edition, like me, will get the sword, which is very important to have. I think. And the music and the game with a different cover. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited about having a sword to put on my desk. You and Anuma-san uh, are, we are as excited as each other about this. Yes, I should text the guy and be like, you know, I I shared the feeling. I'm I'm really excited too. Probably I, I don't know his number. I probably never will. I don't know why I said that, but I'm I'm really excited as uh, Anuma-san about this. It looks beautiful, and the box is amazing. I I wonder how how I I I can use the box when I, when I remove the things from it. You know, I'm sure you can find some kind of use. Maybe to put all of your amiibo in, <laughs> like a coffin. I'm surprised that that sword isn't an amiibo. Right, it's this massive amiibo. <laughs> Try it, just in case. Just just stick it on top of the joy. Where would you put? It? You just you just tap it on there. See if well, not too hard though, because oh it's heavy. You might smash it. Oh, God. This week's episode is also brought to you by Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping, and they make the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you'll ever wear. If you do not own Mac Weldon garments, I am very confident that they're better than whatever you're wearing right now, and I can say that with confidence because of all of the undergarments that I own, and overgarments too, Mac Weldon is the most comfortable. They believe in comfort to the point that if when you buy something from Macworld and if for some reason you don't like it, they will issue you a refund but still let you keep it. They not only want you to be comfortable in the clothes that you wear but also in your wallet. If you're not happy, they will refund you, no questions asked. I like that Macworld and stuff is comfortable but looks good too. Like their their sweatpants and their hoodies and the shorts that they have, they don't look like kind of the average stuff that you would get here like it looks like premium stuff they make premium stuff and they don't charge premium prices for it everything's great price the more stuff you buy at macweldon.com the more you save as well which is a a nice little thing so just spend all the money you have on macweldon things i'm sure that they would be very happy and so would i but you can get 20 percent off so you can spend all the money you have and then save 20 percent, which is great just with using the code remaster at checkout at macweldon.com that's m-a-c-k-w-e-l D-O-N.com. They have a line of silver underwear that's naturally antimicrobial. All of their stuff is good for working out, going out, or just for everyday life. So that's MacWeldon.com, 20% off with the code Remaster. We thank them for their support of this show. I had a I had a revel I had like a revelation earlier. We mm-hmm. were pouring through all of this pre-review stuff. And throughout the day, I found out a ton of things. Even whilst we were recording, I was sent a link to something else, which seems peculiar, as we're just finding out all this information, that apparently the um, the charging packs, you know, you can charge by USB-C. Apparently, they don't all work. And nobody's... See, I told you this weeks ago, <laughs> and you didn't believe me. No, I didn't not believe you. It's just we didn't know, and... Uh, I saw The Verge say that they're not sure about the ones that they recommended because Ars Technica is having mixed results and mixed reports from some of the packs that they're trying. So there will be some that work, I'm sure, but like they need specific voltage. Like it's all, you know, we don't know right now. And for some reason, all of this is making me more excited because there is like a mystery around all of this that like every day we're finding out these new little tidbits and I find that a little bit more fun than getting a spec sheet. And 
I know that that's kind of ridiculous because really Nintendo should just be just telling us what we need mm-hmm. to know. It's but kind of s- like a treasure hunt. Exactly. For that's details. what it feels like because for, <laughs> for me like I don't care that there's nothing that they can tell me at this point which is going to change my mind. Mm-hmm. Right? No, like, I mean you're getting 3 of them. I'm so getting 3 of them. Definitely, so. definitely not changing your mind. I just want to say right now because we can make, I have ordered three. I'll get to the getting three is different to having That's ordered just, three. You're just mixing up words, mm-hmm. Mike. Buying so basically, like uh, I'm, I'm excited about this, and this is all of these. Just like this piecemeal information is just making me more excited because, as you say, it is. It's fun to like piece this story together, and and in a way, like I imagine there are many people like me that are feeling this way because, as you guys pointed out, like. This isn't this this is really only intended for early adopters right now. And that means Nintendo Super fans. And Nintendo Super fans, a lot of them, I'm sure, having as much fun as me of like just following all my favorite games websites and seeing what they find out and reporting it. Oh, and then the story's changed and then mm-hmm. this is this way. And I I'm I'm finding there to be an element of fun in that, honestly. Yeah, it is fun. I agree. I'm I'm also having fun following all of all of these details, you know, the these accessories that are coming out, the games, it's it's very fun. And, and I feel like there hasn't been this much fun around the new Nintendo console in a while. Because mm-hmm. for the Wii U, all that I remember leading up to the launch was skepticism. And now there's hope, there's optimism, there's a, you know, Nintendo has a chance to do things right. And a lot of people believe this is what Nintendo should do. Now, it, it is possible that we're all, you know, in this bubble and we're all wrong and the public won't care about the Switch. But I find that hard to believe because the idea of a Nintendo console that you take and bring with you everywhere and, you know, playing Nintendo games and hopefully if we can get some third-party title, titles, I mean, even, you know, FIFA is a gr- great news for this year. I feel like the public will, will react positively to that. So... It's it's uh, it's been a fun couple of weeks. So, should we talk about preparations? Sure. Okay. So, uh I think I'll start off by just talking about the fact the fact that I still have 3 units on pre-order. Yes, I feel like you got to address that. So, my plan was always to just like as it got closer to the day, just cancel the the pre-orders. I've decided I'm probably not going to do that. Um, and I have a couple of reasons for this. I've really like if, if I cancel two of the pre-orders and it doesn't show up, <laughs> I'm going to be really annoyed at myself because there is a way for me to deal with having three consoles, which makes a lot of sense. So I'm just going to leave it, right? Like I will receive three, I will be billed for three, I will be skint for a couple of days. And then there's a couple of things that I'm going to do. My brother has expressed an interest in buying one of them. So that's one done. Then the other one, I'll either return or I'll put on eBay. Hmm. And then maybe make some of the money back that I spent on all the accessories. Are you sure about this? I'll put it up on eBay for the cost price and then let, let the public go crazy. I mean, if your brother is getting one, um, and if you don't mind using eBay, eBay, uh, I, I would do that. You know, I don't like it, but Adina will do it. She loves eBay. Oh, really? So, yeah, she loves eBaying things. I don't know why anyone would ever love eBaying things, but that's probably what I'll do. Or if I have a, another friend that wants to buy one from me, I'll just sell it to a friend, right? But, like, I, I, you know, I'm figuring I will easily be able to offload two of them. Like, it's not going to be a problem to get rid of the other two of these things. Um, so I'm just going to just let them all arrive. Uh, I'm making a YouTube video, so it might be fun to just have all these boxes lying around, <laughs> right? Like they're just there's just like more switch boxes in the background. Yeah, so I'm working on a YouTube review. Um, uh, maybe I'll like as an Easter egg for remaster fans. I'll try and sneak like two extra switch boxes somewhere in the background of a shot. Yeah, that'd be fun. You know, or I could go like YouTube crazy and do a giveaway. I'm not going to do that. I'm looking forward to your video. Um, mm. I saw I saw a teaser I think uh, yep. yesterday and uh, you know I um, think it's a great idea if you can get ready for for launch I think it'd be really really nice. Oh, it's, it the, the the it might be like a few days. Like uh, there's no the way that I feel there's no point having it out super quick because there's going to be video reviews out next week. Like I I don't want to rush it because I wanna I want to be able to talk about 
I want to be able to talk about something about the console that is unique to me, and I haven't worked mm-hmm. out what that is yet, and I won't know what that is until I've played with it. Like, um, and I also don't want to rush it because I want it to look good. That this is like something that I'm, I'm. For me, really, this review is not like to gain a million YouTube subscribers. It's, I, I want to make. I mean, we're totally divergent now, but like, I want to make technology focused videos as well and the types of videos that i like are made really well and i want to spend some time making this but like the reason i've chosen the switch is because this is something that i'm so excited about that making the video will be fun you know but anyway so i still have those in order and let me tell you about my other preparations so i bought a 200 gigabyte micro sd card okay Um, i found one on amazon I got one with the 128 gigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bought some USB cable, USB-C cables, some Anchor USB-C cables. I still got to get one of those. Just yep. USB-C to A. Um, and then I ordered a bunch of like official accessories. So uh, one place in the UK game, they have um, a Mario carrying case. It's like a UK store. They have like a Mario official carrying case. I think it's exclusive to them, uh, which I think is really cool and i got that um i got one of the joy con charging grips so like the 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 contrast like the controller type thing that charges them and also the charging dock so i have somewhere to put the extra joy con set that i bought uh and have them charging um so i can do some serious multiplayer stuff and i also bought the pro controller today because everyone's talking about how comfortable and awesome the pro controller is so that's all of the accessories that i bought and also, if there are any issues on launch day with that left Joy-Con, you're going to be okay with the Pro Controller. Yeah, exactly. That was another reason why I did it. Um, because I, I'm i not like a huge Zelda fan. Um, I, I've played one Zelda game in my life. But I'm excited for this Zelda game because it's not like any Zelda game before. And I like open world games. So... I want to be able to put some serious time into this game, so I, I really don't want to have to be getting frustrated and dealing with weird issues, you know. So yeah, there. That's that's what I've bought. What do you? What have? What have you bought, Federico? So I bought. I think everything you just said. Um, so le- just let me look at the at the list because I have a a WhatsApp chat with my uh, video game store guy. Yeah. So what I'm looking at is a Nintendo Switch, the blue and red jo- uh, version, the Pro Controller, Zelda Switch with the limited edition with the Master Sword statue, 1-2 Switch, the Joy-Con charging grip, the Joy-Con charging dock, and one uh, Switch uh, case, carrying case. Not sure which one. He said he would get one of the nice ones. So uh, I'm not sure that uh, the, the, the carrying case is up to his interpretation. Uh, but this is all I'm getting. Um, and plus, I think I'm going to get, you know, the, the Zelda season pass from the eShop, uh, the Treasure Trove uh, sh- uh, Shovel Knight. I'm not sure about the, the, the racing game. But may, I mean, at this point, for, for completion, you know, just let me get everything. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. You're just as bad as me. Uh, am I? Am I my camera reader? I don't know. Well, I mean, okay, you have 30% of the consoles that I... I'm gonna get, but see the thing is, I would only get one console if I had a video game store hookup person who would definitely order it for me and it 100% arrive. I don't, I, I don't, I can't trust anybody, so I won't trust anybody. So I'm spreading my bets. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you cannot trust anybody, mm-hmm. Mike. So, do you have an order in? I don't have an order in, but I do have. Well, let's just say I'm fairly confident I'll have one on the day it's out. Look at this, this guy. Uh, Look at uh, this guy. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't like you peasants having to worry about <laughs> if your store's going to deliver or not. I, they, like all video games, they are just brought to me. <laughs> that is so not true. So not true. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But look, at my age... You know, you got you got to use every advantage you've got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why at my age comes into this, um, but because yeah. I 
because I paid my dues, man. I, uh, I've yeah, been yeah, okay. spending a fortune in in video games since time immemorial. <laughs> this is probably before most of our listeners were born. I just hope that whoever it is that's hooking you up with this thing... They're going to stuff me, aren't they? And I deserve it. Well, I, no, I, I want you to get it. I just hope that whoever this person is has listened to our show and has heard what you have to say about Mario. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so I'm sure the tune will be changed. Luckily, you haven't said anything and- bad about Zelda, right? Because there is no Mario right now. Do you have anything yeah, you want to you- say about Zelda before we finish today? Do you- <laughs> <laughs> I already told you that Link's Awakening and the first Zelda on um, the uh, N64 were two of my favorite games ever. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I'm on the record. I'm, I don't that. remember that, but uh, you're yeah. on the record now at least. I am, yeah. Yeah, they're right up there. I spent a lot of time. I mean, I I used to spend an awful lot of downtime waiting for uh, compiles and stuff, playing the Link's Awake- Awakening uh, tune on my bass. More recently, it's been the Mario theme, but um, <laughs> the the Link theme on the Game Boy. My God, that really did it for me. Super fan. No, no, no. I wouldn't. Not not to your extent, anyway. Not you that. are a super fan, my yeah, friend. Yeah, we both are. Both me and mm, Federico yeah. are. We we are. Yeah. We are. Nintendo I'm in kids. awe of you. I am in awe of you. You're the reason people like me get employment. I don't feel this way that I do for Nintendo. I think about any other company because my love for Apple is is a modern thing. Um, my my love for Nintendo, I've as goes back for as long as I can remember. Like some of my earliest memories are playing yeah. Nintendo games. Like they are a company that I want to succeed just so they're still around like i i don't even care if they make stuff for me like i just will support them because i believe in everything that they're about and i i just my yeah my love for nintendo i i don't think is is a spot that any other company holds like it it, it is just a, a pure affinity that i have for the brand and everything that they do, right? Like I, you know, I I love everything that Nintendo put out, and I'm. This is why I'm so excited about this thing, because I really genuinely believe that they are returning to form. Because, I mean, they have faced criticism yeah. from me and Federico for the last couple of years because they've been kind hmm. of lost in the woods a bit. But you know, it's like how you get annoyed at a sibling, right? You still love them, but they're just being stupid. And and but I really feel like that they're that they've that they've returned to their roots about what makes them great as a company, and that's why I'm very excited for next week. 